Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Probably you've heard already about the mass shooting at the elementary school in Texas. I want to share some thoughts with you on this today. I imagine any parent that has a child in in school today is uh, somewhat thankful or also fearful, but thankful that this tragedy didn't unfold in their child's school. What a tragedy for these parents and loved ones and families there in Texas to deal with what has unfolded there. And I want to share some thoughts with you, not so much on, you know, the debate, because there's going to be debate about gun laws, you know, or gun safe, and, and some are going to, you know, we're going to argue, you know, well, if if the teachers were armed and there were armed guards and, and, and all sorts of debate. I'm going to leave that for others to talk about. I want to deal with the spiritual side of this. The Bible warns us in Second Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Um, isn't that so true? Our world is getting more vile, more wretched, more wicked. Unspeakable things are happening and even happening to children. And life is no longer precious. You know, there's perhaps a lot of things that we could say is why we're doing this, why this is going on in our nation, in our country. Sadly, our politicians are going to miss the mark. They keep neglecting to deal with the fact that there's sin in this world. And there's no law that you cannot create laws that's going to force evil men to do good. It just will not happen. We have to get to the heart. We have to get, um, we've got to get the Bible into people's lives. We used to have that here in this country, but we've pulled it away, and we wonder why such evil is going on in our schools. This was a child that did the crime, an 18-year-old boy. He's still a child. The, the fact is, is that we continue to ignore, and we've set a course to go against God, and we wonder why people are acting more violent and um, and things that, that are happening in our world. Here's what the Bible had to say about that, the next verse. So here's the problem. Men, and men are waxing worse and worse in this world. But here's what verse 14 says for us as Christians. Here's what we do about this. But continue thou in the things that thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. So what is, what, what's the, what are we told? Continue in the word, continue in the things that we, we know are true and honest and, and of good report and, and the statutes of God's word continue in them. Even though the world may be going to hell in a handbasket, we continue in doing what we're supposed to be doing. We need to be 
trying to evangelize as many as we can to warn them of their evil ways and the uh, destruction and judgment that will be ahead for those who will continue to rebel against God. And I want to weigh in on this because I think it's a subject that's not taught properly or discussed much amongst Christians. Is all sin equal? I mean, does does this guy, Ramos, if he shows up in hell for his wicked life that he lived, and, and he's not going to be in hell because he did this crime— if he's if he, he'll be in hell because he rejected Christ, he rejected Christ's offering of salvation. It's apparent, it, you know, appears from what very little we know about him. We don't know much, but he was filled with this sinful wickedness. But what about him in hell next to another person who died without Jesus? Will he have the equal punishment as Ramos, another person who? tried to do good in this world, but failed to know the gospel, failed to have a friend that cared enough about his soul to open the Bible and explain to him how he could be saved. Although he's a sinner and although he uh, was a fallen creature like every one of us that comes into this world and born with sin, he didn't commit the same heinous crimes as, say, this shooter, Ramus. Or what about men like Hitler and, and so on there? Will there be a greater punishment for these people in the judgment? Or will all have equal judgment? So let's see what the Bible has to say about that. Now, first of all, we need to understand that if one breaks God's law, they're a lawbreaker. James chapter 2, verse 10 says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. So if a person commits a sin, uh, breaks God's commandment, the Bible says, uh, you know, the sixth commandment, thou shalt not kill. Say, well, I've never done that. But Jesus says, if you have hate in your heart, you're, you're a murderer in your heart. The ninth commandment, thou shalt not bear false witness. Don't, don't lie. Uh, who in this world could honestly say, well, they've never deceived, they've never had deception, they never lied. The Eighth Commandment is don't steal, don't take something that belongs to someone else. Who can honestly say they've never done that? He said, well, uh, we can certainly judge that one person's crime might be greater than another. But the fact is, if you break God's law, you're a lawbreaker, and you'll stand before God as guilty of being a breaker of God's law. That determines whether you're going to be judged as a lawbreaker and find your way into hell. But the good news is, is God's given you an opportunity to be forgiven of that. He's made a way for every person to be forgiven if they'll trust Jesus and accept what Jesus did for them on the cross, humble themselves, and turn to it and trust it. Now, the Catholics teach out there that there are some lesser sins and some greater sins. Catholics teach uh, venial sins and mortal sins. Some are lesser, some are, in other words, they could be pardoned. God, God, God can look the other way on those. And mortal sins, no, God won't look another way. Muslims kind of have the same, you know, thing in their, in their religion. Venial sins are what we would call uh, kathia sins. In other words, there was a moral lapse where they simply made a mistake or ithium sins where they, they sinned, but they didn't do it intentionally. Well, the fact is, is that a sin is a sin. If I break a, 
uh, a window in 10 places or in one place, the window's still broken. So the consequence of sin may not be equal, but the punishment for sin of going being condemned to hell for judgment is equal for all. Now, when they get to hell, will there be different degrees of judgment for them there? I believe the Bible teaches that there will be. Let me make out my case for you in that. Luke chapter 12, verse 47, the Bible says, And the servant which knew the Lord's will, and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. So if you have a servant who willfully disobeyed, intentionally disobeyed, he's going to have many stripes. But the servant, uh, in verse 48, but he that knew not and did, and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. He didn't intend to break the rule. He just didn't know, but he broke the rules. But his judgment will be less, but nevertheless, he'll have judgment. So if a man sins, there's still going to be judgment for him in hell, but some will have greater many stripes and some will have less stripes. Why? The Bible teaches that there is a are greater sins. John 19, 11. Therefore, he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. Now, some out there erroneously teach that, no, all sin is simply equal. Well, sin, breaking of one commandment, makes you guilty, and, and you're going to have judgment. There'll be stripes for you, but fewer stripes. And, and some will have more. There are greater sins, and if there's a greater sin, then there therefore must be lesser sins. Exodus 32, 30. Ye have sinned a great sin. Well, if there's a great sin to be sinned, then there must be lesser sins that could be sinned. Uh, Ezekiel 23, 11. And when her sister, Aholabib, uh, saw this, she was more corrupt. So corruption and sin can be greater. And if things can be greater, then things can be lesser as well. My, my, my point is this. Is there um, some solace and comfort for someone that is grieving in a situation like this and wondering, does God see the wickedness of these people? Will they have a greater judgment um, for what they did? I think perhaps there is evidence to say that they, that, they, that they will. And it's one of those things that's not terribly, terribly clear. But given those passages that I just covered, I believe it does lead us to believe that, you know, God shows us that even we can discern that some crimes are greater and some crimes are less, and therefore their judgment should be greater and therefore in some less. And I believe that God is a just God. And, uh, but we also realize this, that no matter how great our sin, God's pardon, if we come to God for it and ask for it, and humbly plead for it, that God can forgive even the greatest of sins. But there is a sin that God cannot forgive. You say, well, hold on a minute. I thought you said that, you know, God can forgive the greatest of sins. 
That's true. But there is a sin that he cannot forgive, and that is the sin of unbelief. If a person will not believe in Christ and will not turn to him um, and believe what he did for them on the cross, God can't save them. They must believe. So if there is a, um, an unpardonable sin, and you know, some refer to that passage there where people were blaspheming the Holy Spirit and, and there, and I believe God is speaking specifically to these two people given their specific situation. They're right before Christ and claiming that he's doing what he's doing in the power in the name of Beelzebub, of the devil. And, uh, and God said that sin for these two people will not be forgiven them in the judgment. And uh, it, they'll not be pardoned. But I believe that was specific to them. But I believe the Bible is very clear. The one sin he cannot forgive that goes for everyone is the sin of unbelief. Can a man like Ramos be a born-again believer? Well, the Bible says this, is that uh, uh, um when we get saved, if we're in Christ, we're a new creature. God never saved anybody that he did not change. And it's hard to understand how someone who could be a child of God, uh, who is a changed creature, could perform such evil, heinous deeds like he did. And um, so um, let's pray for these families that are grieving. Thank God um, that uh, that we weren't in their shoes, but pray for them that will be suffering as a result of this. That's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.